0: Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Fun Fans Podcast. I'm your host, James Dillard. With me as always, my co-host, Bailey Jackson. How you doing, Bailey? I'm good. How's it going, James? Back to school edition. The back to school edition. And we are extremely excited. We are hoping still hadn't heard anything different, but we are waiting on Levon Kirkland to join us. And we will just go through what we always go through until he shows up and as soon as he shows up we get him on air we have not heard any different maybe he's having some potential technical difficulties or a slight delay but we also plan to give our expert advice because you know we are experts in the field of education we're gonna give our expert advice on your most necessary back to school supplies uh we've got some updates from Tiger Town. we're gonna talk about the vibe from the practices and uh we're gonna give our two cents worth on the conference expansion And deflation, I guess you could say, and it's not going to be what you think more than likely. We're definitely going to get you caught up on any other major issues in the wider world of sports. But first, fun fans are a proud part of the Fanboys, Fangirls Sports Podcasting Network. If you're a true sports fan, the Fanboys, Fangirls is perfect for you. Find various nationwide podcasts and other sports media at thefanboys.com and all forms of social media. The Fun Fans podcast. Is the official podcast for Clemson fans.
1: And let's don't forget about Rubens Food, Sports Spirits, and Catering the Best Wings Around with two locations in the upstate 1083 baseball Road in Greer and 11028 Anderson Road in Piedmont. You can find them at RubensC.com. Rubens is simply a great place to eat for all sports fans, and we thank them for their support.
0: Yes. Fun Fans Podcast, also brought to you in part by Diamond Etch Products. Diamond Etch Products, also an official partner of Clemson University. So since, while well, we got a second, I have a new sign in front of my house from Diamond Etch Products. So this is the type of high-quality, licensed Clemson, but custom items you can get from Diamond Etch Products. So we can uh, we can get you hooked up with them for that. So, Bailey, yep. what uh? We hear some pretty good stuff coming out of the first week and few days of practice in Clemson, right?
1: Yeah, uh, everything I've read said practices are, um, you know, they're getting at getting after each other. Um, I read where there was a fight at practice and somebody <laughs> got sent out. Well, you know what? I, I coached football a long time. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a good practice unless somebody was arguing with somebody getting ready to fight.
0: Yeah, some there's a lot of coaches' philosophy where, I mean, maybe not every day, but uh, there's not a fight or two during the season at practice. Uh, something's just – folks just aren't getting after it intense intensity-wise. But there are lots and lots of comments about the different mentality. So is there, a, is there anything you would attribute that to in your opinion? How well, would you I'm interpret gonna,
1: that? I mean, I'm just going to say that, like every fan that sits in the stands at the football games Clemson is now expected to win every game and they're expected right. to win like going away like not close you know and it's it's it can be unrealistic um but i think the coaches and players have probably made a decision that we need to prepare ourselves to have a great year and everything i've heard is that that could really happen <laughs> so Right.
0: I think the excitement, and this is just my opinion and it's not anything negative about people that are gone, but two main components that folks were concerned about the offensive coordinator spot and the quarterback spot being different this year going into camp and the excitement that came with the, mm. the hire, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think that's, you know, that's, I know it's been a different mentality among the fan base. And maybe there's a different mentality among the players. Maybe, maybe not, but
1: yeah, I mean, I, I I think so. And people, I've had people ask me what now we got to worry about a defensive coordinator. And I said, (laughs) (laughs) y'all do you know how hard it is to coach defense when your offense is three and out or runs five plays or turns it over, you know, on their side of the 50, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's hard to play defense when you keep running back out there on the field. So with a better offense, I think the defense gets even better. I don't have any problems with the defense coordinator, and I don't know why anybody does. Everybody that you that talks about him says he's a genius.
0: Yeah. we're <laughs> and good.
1: Seem to love him. So we're good.
0: Yeah. Let's roll we're good. I think the defensive staff is is good to go. And speaking of the interviews and the defense, I know Xavier Thomas seems to be on a mission that that young man's been kind of plagued with injuries i guess and in my personal opinion he's when he steps on the field and he's healthy i don't care what field it is he's the best player on it so if and he seems to be ready to make a statement for himself obviously uh you know maybe trying to recreate what that defensive front did when they all came back and you know they ended up winning national championship back the the Power Rangers or whatever, you know, it's, it's yeah, not just, him.
1: three are in the top 10 defensive linemen in the NFL.
0: <laughs> Correct. And he's, he's not alone, of course, in a powerful defensive front, but he's kind of alone in that category of I could have gone pro, but I came back. This right. is a chance to prove myself kind of thing. So uh looking forward to big things out of him and just uh, definitely if he stays healthy, it's going to be going to be pretty ugly. So, that we're looking forward to it. And speaking of how forward we're looking to it, I, I went ahead and wore this. Is I'm no, wearing this on the, the first game. It's going to be hot. Two o'clock kickoff in September, so it's white and it's thin, and I'm going to be I'm going to be ready to go. Yeah, but we're going to be hot. Speaking of being ready, and speaking of Bailey and I being experts in the field of education,
1: we are uh, here to give you. To, but we'll go with, we know a lot about education.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That either way, however, anybody wants to look at it. So while we wait on Levon to hopefully still show up, I haven't gotten a message saying otherwise. So Bailey and I have, it's a back to school special. We got, we have our top six. We, and, and they are in order from six to number one, the top six items that you must have for going back to school. I need a drum roll. Nope. Some Don't have time old, for all that.
1: In the eighties or in the nineties or yeah. now.
0: Yeah. Remember, remember this is, this is spans decades and decades. Number six, you got to have a new pair of jeans. Tell them why Bay Bailey.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you because back in the day, uh, we could not wear shorts to school. Which Can you imagine? Which blows my mind because it is so hot. Like, what, what was that all about? Like, I, I, dress code. You got to have dress code. Now, kids wear whatever they want to now, pretty much.
0: Well, not at my school, but yeah, they can wear shorts. Can you imagine trying to tell kids that they couldn't wear shorts? So, we
1: always went, we had to go get new pants, jeans. New, new jeans. Pants, because we've had shorts on all summer. And it's just like, that was really a thing.
0: It was definitely a thing. When in the town I'm from, there was this place called the Blue Jean Outlet. And people would come from miles around in in the month of August. And it was it, late August because we didn't start school, so blame early either. And you're just stocking up on your jeans every year. So that's definitely, well, definitely a good one.
1: I'll go back to and say you had to have some new polos because in Clover, South Carolina, there was a place called Clear Knit. And they made polo Ralph Lauren polo shirts. So mm. there was a factory store back there in the back and you would go back there and there'd be racks and racks of shirts and and they would all have like some little blemish they might have a piece of tape on them that showed <laughs> this little t- pick mark but man you'd go through those things and you'd find you three you know it was like buy three right. buy two, get one free or something and everybody from around went to go get some polos in Clover
0: cool yeah that was a we cool. were Packlet, South Carolina home of the the blue jean outlet. So, number five on the list, you got to have a fresh <laughs> cut. I mean, you can't start school without a fresh cut, and that's boys and girls, the same teachers. I mean, I could show you my fresh cut, but I definitely you start the year with a fresh cut this year, Bailey. Uh, you know, I didn't, but
1: what's the difference? <laughs> People go, oh, I say, well, I cut my hair the other day. Yeah, you did? yeah. Question mark.
0: Yep, yeah. I did. All right, number I wish four. My son A new calculator. Now, depending on what grade level you're heading towards, will determine on what type of calculator you have to get. But this year we made a third purchase. So there's seven years between my twins and my youngest. And that TI-84 didn't last seven years between when the twins needed it and when the youngest needed it. So uh, these things right here, they are not cheap. Nope. You would you would think with the technology, it's the same calculator for like the past decade, twelve years, that the price would come down. But apparently, inflation just keeps it right up there. It's like 120 bucks or something crazy. Oh, it's
1: the same formula. But, uh, so there you go.
0: Did you want to, You want to figure out what they're doing on the screen there? I
1: don't know. No, it's got something to do with uh, cosine and sine, and tangents, and whatever.
0: All right, well, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Once again, if you're listening to the audio version, you're missing out on all the all the visuals. All right, number three, and this is extremely important. A new lunch box, but not that one. <laughs> the golden <laughs> girls. I hear you, bud. Not that one. In my house, at least with three girls, you have to have the brand new embroidered lunch box. Was that a thing for you and your daughter, Bailey?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting next to a cabinet that's got about Slam- 15 lunchboxes in it. And I can't Slam carry full. Any of them because they're all frilly or they they're <laughs> elementary school. <laughs>
0: Yeah, frou fruit. and they have yeah. your daughter's initials on them, and yeah, so it's like the same thing that worked in May suddenly won't carry the food in August. We, we got it; we had to buy a new one. So not thing with just the books. Yeah, so it's so you got to have the got to have the lunchbox. Uh, now this one is definitely.
1: You have what kind of lunchbox you have? Me? Yeah.
0: You know, like, what, right I, now
1: I didn't have one when I went to school because we ate yeah school lunch.
0: We had the cafeteria food. Yeah.
1: We're pizza and the fries that were deep fried back then.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have a 31 lunchbox now though. From, I didn't know it was 31 until somebody oh told me.
1: Oh my gosh, We 31. have four fries <laughs> at school never get turned on. Breaks my heart.
0: <laughs> That's awful. All right. Now we're, we're up to number two. So we're, we're, this is, this is for real. And, this is we've only only one of these things has been educational, really the calculator. But, you know, you got to look good, feel good, get your lunchbox. But number two is definitely important. You got to have some new kicks. Can you even see that? I those are
1: see.
0: those are high top vans. And I picked well, that because because that's exactly what my daughter brought home last night. Some pretty much all white high top vans. I had I had vans. So vans has made it. Through the decades, I had vans in eighth grade, but they were checkered. You remember those?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just got some new shoes for my son today, even though we've been in school a week. <laughs> His birthday was this week, so um, Well, um he got a birthday we,
0: present today. We start so early. So you got to have new kicks. I'm hearing that Air Force Ones are out. They're out. They were in, and then they were out, and then they were back in. They're back out again is supposedly what I'm hearing, so no Air Force Ones uh any type of jordans are always in if you can spend
1: that Nike kind of money shoe.
0: like air, air max so you, you got you got to have new kicks for back to school and the number one most necessary must have back to school item for everyone in the world especially those of us
1: who were in middle school in the 80s
0: <clears throat> yes the trapper keeper i mean it's the three ring binder. It's the folder. It's got the pockets. It's and it closes up, so it holds it on. I bet. I bet nowadays they're probably putting little phone holders in them things too.
1: And you know what? I used to get. You know that was a tough decision. It's which one you were going <laughs> um,
0: awesome. to get.
1: To that, I get one, and then all my papers would just end up stuffed down in a book. You know, in my <laughs> history book or <laughs> wherever. Which is not Best. how you do it, kids. That's not how
0: you should do it. Not, not how you do it. Not how you do it. So, anyway, so there's our expert, expert, I'm going to say expert at least as far as that goes for back to school stuff. So, in other sports news, while well, once again, we're waiting on LeBron Kirkland I don't, at this point, let's see. Let me check my messages real quick. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, we're good to go. We'll see. If we don't get him on today, I'm sure we'll get him back soon. All Coach right, so going. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rock and roll. In other sports news, the preseason polls came out, and I know I've got this graphic, so even if you can see what's on the right hand side is the ESPN PFI FPI. What's the letters? Power ranking FPI. Yeah, that's
1: close enough. <clears throat> I can't Power, something
0: that's with it. a just a PI, and then the coaches' poll. baby. This I know. No, it's F. It's a football power index. So
1: okay, there you go.
0: FPI. So, and but we can see. So we can talk about it. And if you look, what well, we're not going to go through, obviously, this entire list. But uh, I like doing a little comparison on the coaches' poll. So, first of all, Bailey, what what type of for preseason poll? It's for fun, right? It's literally just for fun, but it does have. <laughs> Folks' opinion where they think they're going to be. Where does the coaches? Where do you put the coaches' poll on validity? Because you know, do we need to tell listeners how folks come up with the coaches' poll?
1: I the coaches' poll, I would think it would be more valid later in the year. But at the same time, at the same time, the coaches are not watching other games. That's what a lot of people don't realize. They all they do is their team and the next week's opponent or two weeks out. Three of the coaches are working on the next week while the that week's going on. You know, Correct. so they don't watch anybody else. <laughs> and from play. what I,
0: I've I've also heard that and say coaches poll is theoretically submitted by head coaches, but I have and I think it's pretty common that. The head coach has well, nothing to do with.
1: normally does it i would imagine
0: well and, and the thing about that is that person may be watching some other some other teams but they also have some other influence but like you made a point you know every poll is better when uh after you get some games under the belt so the the power ranking is strictly scientific but the thing about the scientific part of it is who. Who creates the algorithm? What do they put the weight on, and all this kind of stuff, and then they throw the thing in there. So Who's either poll,
1: I couldn't see it. Who was what? Who's fifth?
0: On on that the poll. power. So I mean, I, the
1: power Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State.
0: Number five is that's LSU.
1: Okay, I couldn't see it. I can't really see the logo because it's I got a split sorry. screen here. I mean, all right, sorry, I got. I mean. You can put that stuff up there, but guess what? Uh, Several of those teams are going to play each other. Penn State's going to lose to Michigan and Ohio State. Um, Clemson and Florida State are going to play. So, it's just a – I mean, and they're just going, oh, well, Clemson, you know, they didn't do well last year, and they limped to the finish, yada, yada, yada. And Tennessee torched them, and Tennessee's ranked 10th, you know, so.
0: Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Look at the, the power index, Tennessee. Is not even in the. I, right. I lose track of the numbers there so far down, down the pole. So the thing is that what I like looking at in things like this is who is pretty much in the same spot. For example, Alabama is three and one and two in the other. So that's that makes it a little more. Once again, it's preseason, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Is the power and that in makes the it list of Ohio State first.
0: Power Index has Ohio State first, but the coaches have them fourth. So gotcha. there's a I'm I'm going semi scientific on on this thing as as a comparison. LSU LSU's in a pretty solid spot at four and five. So they're in five, in the coaches poll four, and the other. So that's probably pretty you know pretty close rank at, at least for preseason for them. And uh, it's a similar thing for Clemson. Clemson's in you know seven or eight or nine same area but now what this does the the key in my opinion what this does (coughs) is it creates the matchup what's the what's one of the biggest games opening weekend florida state lsu florida state lsu and look at there baby they are number eight and number five number four and number whatever so they are you know they're going to and it's probably it probably is going to be a really good game. Two really good teams. Clemson so, Duke. oh wait, <laughs> Duke was not on there. And now I will say this though: speaking of our feathered friends down the interstate, they're not on here. And I'm not saying that to point that out. I'm saying that the team they play is on here. So on the coaches' poll, at least they're not on the the power index. But right,
1: and I think North Carolina's waiting on a couple kids' elig- eligibilities in question
0: possibly but if thecock new offensive coordinator if the gamecocks can pull off a victory that'll that could be a good one for them uh to start the season and it gives their game a little more hype that their opponent at least is is in this poll so that that's good that's i'm saying right. that is a good thing for for the gamecocks so
1: in charlotte
0: yeah i don't know if that's a good thing for the gamecocks but
1: but uh, and, and i tell you what i won't be anywhere near bank of america stadium that day
0: that is correct. And I don't. The
1: cops and the tar hills, I'm out.
0: Yeah. And well, that, yeah. I was I tired. Did not have a good experience that time we went and see Clemson playing. They had nothing to do with the game. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte's got a lot of problems hosting well, your college. Anxiety football.
1: Took over. <laughs> yeah. And
0: that didn't go over well at all. Not at all.
1: Bottom of the parking deck. And we didn't get out for two hours. Yeah,
0: it was, it was not cool. <laughs> All right, so as we continue to wait on LeVon Kirkland, we've already talked about Diamond Etch products, but do not forget that you can find that these guys have mastered the diamond laser engraving process. They can put almost any design on items such as license plates, yard signs, tumblers, water bottles, and more. For high-quality, for everlasting custom-engraved product, check out Diamond Etch Products at diamondetchproducts.com. For inquiries and or orders, email Jalen at com. And speaking of, just in case anybody ever wonders what is inside my high-quality Diamond Etch product tumbler or whatever this 40-ounce thing is during the podcast, it's ice-cold, refreshing, delicious Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi, the drink of this fun fan on the I podcast your hydration <laughs> all right so now what else is going on in the big sports world They got this conference expansion stuff and i've already told bailey i was gonna rant a little bit you want to you want to give your two cents worth on all this expansion and this that and the other or you just want to let me say what i'm gonna say
1: Yeah, you can say what you want to say. I was just trying to check and see, make sure my O's recorded the last out. They did. Um, I'll say something real quick. It's all All about money. It's all all about about money. Money with the kids. It's all about money with the coaches. It's all about money with the colleges and universities. So this was going to happen. Clemson, the ACC is kind of in a tough spot. Like now, did you know that Stanford, which is one of the schools that's reported that they are, you know, going after? Yeah. There's the Capital One Cup's given to the best athletic department in in colleges and universities every year. They win it every year.
0: Every year. Every year. And, yeah, so what the ACC is kind of looking like if, if things happen, uh, from what they're saying, add two or three teams and keep it rocking – it would be two or three teams from the West coast. So it would go from the Atlantic coast conference to the coast to coast conference. I'm not the only one that has dubbed that already, but, uh, and that could be kind of neat and all. So, well, let me ask you this, hypothetically speaking, if everybody gets in these huge conferences or little conferences or whatever, people are saying that it's going to matter and it's going to matter to an extent that it matters to people. But when it comes time to play in the game, every team's going to schedule about eight of their conference opponents and four non-conference opponents. They're going to play 12 games, and by the time all this falls into place, there's going we're going to have a 12-team playoff. Am I right? Right. So what really – does it really matter, hypothetically speaking, if the ACC stays exactly the way it does now? what's going to be the difference for Clemson or Florida State or even Notre Dame, let's say, as far as getting in the playoffs? We all know right now they pretty much have to go undefeated to make the playoffs, right? Revenue. Okay. <laughs> revenue. So what's the difference in the revenue? Millions. Is, how, mu- how many millions? Bunches. All right. So it looks like bunches to us, but people are saying that that's going to translate to outcomes on the field. So, without getting overly scientific, because I get on here and I like a, you know, I'm just having a good time, but I understand there's there's these things called theories of large numbers and that kind of thing, and this never been researched. But when you're talking about, let's just say, you know, 900, you know, a billion dollars, 200 million is a drop in the bucket. If this school has a revenue stream of, you know, $7 million, and this school over here is $5 million. This really, it sounds like a lot because $2 million is a lot of money. This conference is going to get, you know, $100 million more. But in the grand scheme of things, when you translate that to what type of difference it can make on the field, it's probably, and I'm saying probably because you never know, it's probably going to be very, very minute because look at Clemson now are they hurting for money? Is there a no. facility? Have we heard of any construction that that they've said, you know, we sure would like to build this swimming pool thing that would help our players, but we can't afford it. No, we don't hear that. Clemson and Florida State and these schools, the, the schools that are successful, the bigger schools that are already in the power five, they've got more money than they know what to do with as it is. So the difference in this conference, that conference, in my opinion, would likely not make the difference on the field. The difference on the field, and that's going to come from the players, and we both said, and everybody's saying now that they're going to try to reel in the NIL, this whole pay-to-play thing, right. that's going to, you know, you can only do so much with that, but I really don't think you're going to play your 12 games, you're going to play your eight conference, and okay, so... One thing that might be different is Clemson has to make it more of a point to go play, you know, not just Georgia at the beginning and South Carolina at the end, but maybe a Georgia and a Florida and a South Carolina at the end or something like that. But other than that, I don't see I don't see it's gonna make any difference. And eight, nine, ten years down the road, where Alabama is getting what really amounts to five percent more. 10 percent more revenue stream and you're talking about a dollar amount that's just astronomical that's going to translate to a probably a what what we call a st- statistically insignificant amount of difference on the court and on the playing field and and that type of thing in but my opinion
1: I, I think it raises it will raise the level of the other schools significantly. The Wake Forest of the world,
0: but what difference is that going to make?
1: It it well facilities recruit players. If I'm a kid and I'm getting recruited by Clemson and I'm getting recruited by Carolina, okay, Carolina's facilities have been upgraded significantly. But if I don't like being in the city and I don't like all the concrete and I don't like you know all that, then I look at Clemson and go, man, that's a nice place, or vice versa. So right. it's really the the bigger schools are like, and eh, not that big a deal, but when if you go to visit Duke, and then South Carolina, it's a big difference, because they're I guess they're just trying to raise the level for the other schools that struggle, and and Glover just hit one right down the middle off eighteen t's in a tie <laughs> right now, because that's the next topic because we can we can beat this dead horse all we want to. Like well, boy, I got there's.
0: That's just my opinion And my and even if you brought up the level of the smaller schools, as you say, that's not, that they're only going to come up. It's going to be statistically, statistically insignificant in the grand scheme of things. I just it's really we're talking about, you know, people it's millions and millions of dollars. But then once it gets spread out around the schools and spread out around the, the teams and spread out around everything else, it's really and then. Okay, I still a lot play. of money, huh?
1: I would if I, you know,
0: it's like this nil stuff. Did we really
1: know how it was going to work till everybody started doing it? Exactly. Well, everybody's jumping on all these conferences. Why don't we just slow play this thing for a year or two and see how it works out for? Them?
0: I, and well, it's it's hard why don't to, we
1: to play volleyball at Stanford on a Tuesday. All right, well, see.
0: That's the other topic. That's the <laughs> and that's the real rant because people have come out now. I think the head coach at Missouri. Was the one that got the most publicity, and some players have come out of the Olympic sports. And I want to preface preface this with saying, I, I'm on the I'm on the side of the players. I've always been on the side of the players. I 1,000 percent agree with what they're saying about how this conference expansion is is going to hurt those players as far as travel and, and whatnot. But my question is, where was this when when the NIL was rolling around? Everybody, all we heard was preaching, preaching, preaching about the players and their name, image, likeness. And they need to be getting a cut of the money. They need to be part of the money. We're making all this money. They're making all this money off the kids. And no, like you just said already twice on the show, we knew it was going to happen. So now you, you cannot have it both ways. Where was this voice of reason from some of the adults when we were talking NIL? Now you're part of the money. You're part of the money now. So here comes the travel. That's what happens when it's all about money. I don't understand what I don't. And I feel I feel bad for the players, but you can't have it both ways. So if you're going to say that's going to hurt the players, then they're going to have to revisit the whole NIL and everything because that's going to hurt the players as well. Have you watched the Johnny Manziel little documentary thing on uh, Netflix? I was
1: told I need to.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you need to watch that and see that's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And it, it, in my opinion, once again, it's my opinion, it is, and it's an example. It wouldn't happen to everybody, but everybody knows what happened with Johnny Manziel. He had all this potential and basically didn't live up to it because, yeah, I mean, he literally couldn't handle. And if you watch that documentary, he lost his best friend. His family said he started acting different and all this kind of stuff. He couldn't handle that money. He couldn't handle that lifestyle. And, you know, it was not good for him. And now he's in a he's in a bad place, or at least he was. And see, that's, you know, people like me and you have said this whole decade has been a conversation. These kids don't need millions of dollars. And they're oh they're getting, you know, they're, they're making money off the kids and blah, blah, blah. OK, well, now they're in Now they're getting their cut of the money. They're they're in the system. Well, the system always goes for ways to make more money. And if that means Colorado playing, you know, wherever or Clemson playing on the West Coast, then that's what it's going to mean. You can't have it both ways. Somebody should have stood up that coach, you know, Missouri and all these other people, the players themselves, the parents should have stood up like we did. You know, we get shut down. I mean, I if they ever had a chance to say it, I'd say it. But this is an amateur. They want they took the amateur out of amateur sports. So you can't have it both ways. Right. And I hate it. I really do hate right. it. So. So what they'll
1: have to do is, like, the Pac-12 the PAC for years and years. I mean, I've read every John Wooden book that's ever been written, and they have for years done, like, their road trips were pretty pretty long road trips. So yeah. if a team, let's say Arizona was going to come to L.A. to play UCLA, they would play UCLA on a Thursday and USC on a Saturday and and a home. Or they would go to Oregon and Oregon State, or they would go, the teams from up there would travel to Arizona and Arizona State, and it would be in a two day turnaround. So, as a coach, you didn't have that normal prep for the second game that you would always have. So, anyway, that's just something to think about. But yeah, I, did see, I do see in your notes that you have golf mentioned in the notes.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's the fun fans, uh, at least the James Dillard rant on the. Yeah. Not just a con- I don't care, if- I I don't care if conferences, but be careful what you ask for. Sometimes, so yeah, let's let's get an update. I've been hearing all this stuff about Clemson player in golf all weekend. So how's wh- what's the deal?
1: Well, Lucas Glover is. Uh, I want to say he probably graduated from Wade Hampton in '98 or '99. Um, he was on Wade Hampton's golf team when I coached golf at Travelers Rest, and he was. He's a funny guy. He he didn't tie his shoes. He turned his head around backwards and he hit it three hundred yards with an old little tiny club from twenty five <laughs> years ago. Yeah, uh, but he has he's in the he's tied for the lead. Uh, he just hit it on eighteen green, so he's got a putt to win if not to be in a playoff. But so Glover's had some struggles, and he won the two thousand nine U.S. Open. And He was on the national championship team at Clemson, I'm pretty sure, with a couple of my guys that played. Actually, I, I didn't coach him, I just made sure they got there on time. Um, <laughs> but in his last six tournaments, now get this, up until this point, up until June, he had made about $70,000, $80,000 for the season. Okay, he missed a bunch of cuts. Since June the 8th, or since the end of the tournament on June 11th, he has made $2.2 2 million. Hmm. Okay, he has finished 4th, 6th. Fifth and first last week, which was his first win on tour in forever, uh, tearful celebration, Clemson shirt all over CBS golf coverage. His daughter mm-hmm. had a Clemson T-shirt on, and uh, now he's been in the lead all week at this tournament, so he's playing like really. And these are the playoffs, this FedEx Cup playoffs, right? It's great, and he he had a little bump in the road earlier today. He hit a ball in the water uh, on the back nine on a par three, but he is. Come back, and he is tied for the lead as he walks up the 18th fairway. In in, in some part of Memphis, he is he is completely his pants are completely wet, and that's from <laughs> being sweaty.
0: Yeah, I was about to ask where they're playing. Anyway, he's a good dude. I I, I ran in a few of those circles
1: um, back then. Just watching these guys play golf was amazing.
0: Well, we're still waiting on LeVon. Maybe I hadn't heard anything. Hope. Uh, but at this point, we might be looking at a reschedule. But who knows? We might still be on here when he finishes up. What about in other sports news that Bailey keeps up with? That's what we should name the segment, other sports news that Bailey keeps up with. How how the O's doing?
1: Oh, They took two out of three from Seattle this weekend. It's hard because uh, they played Friday night at 10, 10 p.m. local time. They right. played last night at 10, 10 p.m., so those are re I have to go back on the app and rewatch those in the mornings uh, <laughs> because I'm not gonna make it to the end of that. And then they just played, they just finished uh it's another exciting game. The and the Mariners had won like eight in a row. So those just took two out of three. They won ten out of their last fourteen. They have a three game lead in the American League East, and they have the second best record in all of baseball behind the Atlanta Braves. So it's it's a great year to be an O's fan, and I know there's not many of us
0: around <laughs> here. So I'm I'm also
1: cheerleading. Did you know that?
0: You are. I did know that. So what, what is the news in the world of Clemson cheer?
1: Well, they received a bid today or yes, today to the national championships this spring. And they've been at camp all weekend. And that little certificate says that my daughter was named collegiate all American. this weekend.
0: Real claps, not not fake yeah, claps. Those
1: are real claps, and, uh, you know, of course, I am very proud of my daughter because she's doing her thing, and she's a senior, and she's on the president's list and all that good stuff. So, but congratulations, Katie, and the Clemson cheerleaders. They had several All-Americans, and they did
0: receive their bid. Very good. Very good, Katie. Congratulations. So, that's awesome. All right. So, and speaking of Clemson, I met Levon last weekend at – uh, Wayne Buckingham's Orange and White Reunion Fundraiser. If you've watched any show for the past four months or so, you've heard us promote that event. And, you know, I had never been. It was the fourth annual. It was the first time they had a gala. But it, it, was, it was a really, really good event. So I met LeVon. We met Perry Tuttle. Uh, we talked more with Grayson Marshall. Um, I got to interview and we, we'll get a, the recording of the interview up soon uh, with Horace Grant. I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable. Plus it was fun. It was just, it was a really cool experience. Bailey and I had already decided that we're going to do it a little different next year. We're probably going to go over there and stay the whole weekend. Uh, def- that would be a lot better than the than the running around. We're going to have the
1: opportunity to use some air conditioning somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, that too. It's it was pretty is. warm. But it was an extremely – and then the way I described it, and it's a lot of it got posted. uh, We broadcast a lot of stuff last weekend. But if you can imagine having – you know, we go to Clemson on Saturdays as football games, and we always – now, there is tailgate hopping. So, you can do the tailgate hopping. You get to see a good handful of your Clemson friends, your Clemson family. But this event was like – but most of the time, that's hard to do. It's hard to see anyone other than who you're tailgating with. And when I came out of the event, I just described it as, you know, it's like having your tailgate and with your whole Clemson family without having to hop from car to car to car and everything. So, and I think it was a pretty cool way to kick, kind of kick off football season. And, but, and they were also doing it for a good cause. They gave away school supplies to some kids Saturday morning. The money, uh, another portion of the money goes to scholarships for Clemson scholarship
1: in, in, um, Buckingham's name.
0: Yeah. So, um, it's,
1: I mean, and, and he actually, I mean, he's a big dude now and he's, he got emotional on stage when they did that and it was, I mean, it was cool. Yeah, uh, very good. He, the The funniest thing was he was carrying around one of those DeWalt fans like you buy with the battery yeah, pack on he had that thing carried around the whole time we were there.
0: So, yeah, it uh, was, it was pretty warm. There well, were a lot of people cool saying, playoff right now. They're going to the playoff. A lot of a lot of folks think we need to start the gala next year about seven instead of five, so that that yeah. can make a that can make a world of difference. So, but we're already looking forward to that next year. It, it's going to be it's going to be great. And speaking of things to look forward to, so now we are two weeks away. Only two weeks away. The next big thing for the Fun Fans family is the Fanboys Fangirls season two kickoff. Okay, on Sunday, August twenty seventh we're going to we talk about it every time when we do the little promo whatever of all the podcasts you know network we're going to line them up for for everyone just back to back to back podcasts on Sunday the 27th and we're also going to we're going to try to overlap to a certain extent so we might be on a, a show that's talking about NC State we are planning to have the host of the Golden Homers which is the Notre Dame podcast? I figure that'll be a cool conversation to talk about the Clemson Notre Dame matchup. So look for that. Uh, we we have podcasts that cover Florida State, Notre Dame, Kentucky, Nebraska, NC State, and that's that's just a few of them that that I happen to write down on my notes. So two weeks from now, Sunday, August twenty seventh, find our social media on how to listen to each one of them. Uh, I think we're going to try to get it on a common YouTube channel. That'll be cool, uh, but that'll be a great kickoff for um for the fanboys a kickoff for all college football fans so that'll be that'll be fun um and one more quick announcement about a month or so ago Bailey and I were actually interviewed we, we were on the other side of the table we were asked to to be on Brandon Sports Talk so Brandon interviewed us for his show and that interview is literally just got released i think yesterday so we're going to Post links to that so you can uh, hear our conversation with Brandon, and uh, make sure and check him out and check out his channel and everything else. So, Bailey, yep, we we kind of jumped around on our notes because uh, waiting on Levon, and hopefully we can get him at some point. Did I leave anything out? No, I don't think so. I think we've pretty much covered everything, and no, I'm not going to sit here and cool. talk. We, we can keep get Levon
1: on the on the rebound. He he's a
0: busy dude yeah i'm sure he's a busy guy oh there is one thing and i'm out of merch we normally we would be giving away some merch i'm out i'm all out maybe we'll get some t-shirts or something maybe we'll get some more koozies or, or whatever but for now i do we do not have merch to give away if you'd like to get some merch just go to our merch store but uh we do not have any merch, and I've been beginning a school. It's been super busy, so I apologize. The last two people that have won, I hadn't mailed it out yet either. So my apologies to those folks. I will get that to you as soon as possible. So we're going to appreciate your back to school. I'm going to say we were experts, Bailey, on the back to school. We definitely dropped our opinions. We ran a little, We don't normally rant, but we ran a little bit. So maybe, you know, that's, that's, that's what most other podcasters do. And we're definitely looking forward to football season. Like I say, I'm already I'm already dressed for it. It's really close. We can feel it. And, uh, okay, I, I can't like keep it. stalling. I Another can't stall any longer. Let's keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. That's it for today. So, thanks again for checking us out each and every week. Don't forget to click subscribe on the Fun Fans Podcast YouTube channel as well as your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all forms of social media and please share. Links mentioned will be, uh, and archive shows can be found on the fanboys website. And we'll also post the links when we post the show on Facebook, Twitter, and social media. So on behalf of the fun fans podcast, J thriller entertainment, the fanboys, fangirls podcast network, and Bailey Jackson,
1: we out of here, James go tigers.
0: Thanks for listening and go tigers.